0: I congratulate all of you right up front for having a seat. <laughs> and I want to welcome everybody in the Welcome Center who's watching in and uh, a part of the overflow. So we welcome all of you folks out in the Welcome Center. And uh, if you wanted to auction your seats, now's the time to do it. You could make a few extra Christmas dollars right now. My name is Steve Murray. I'm the pastor here at Littlehead Community Church. And on behalf of our whole team, uh, I'm just delighted to welcome you to worship with us tonight. Uh, she, the Bible tells us that we're two or three are t- gathered together in Jesus' name, that he is there among them. And so you can be sure that Jesus Christ is here tonight. We've come to celebrate his birth, uh, but we're doing that because he is alive. And he welcomes us to gather in his name, uh, to remember who he is, what he's done, what he is doing. So if you are not a follower of Jesus, we hope that you perhaps would hear something, something would click with you that might really convince you, perhaps for the first time, that God loves you and has a plan for you and wants you to know him. Uh, if you've been away from the Lord, and this is some somewhat of a homecoming for you, we pray that this would feel like your home. We welcome you home. Uh, for everybody, we hope that this would be the kind of moment that not only would be a great celebration for you, for your family and friends, but that together we would be blessed as we honor and glorify the Lord together. I want to read you a classic messianic passage from the prophet Isaiah. And you've heard it, it's familiar to you, but I want to read it because we link what God has done uh, through the, what we call the First Testament, the Old Testament, all the way to the fulfillment of Christ's uh, birth that we celebrate in Advent. And so here's the promise that God has fulfilled and confirmed in Jesus Christ. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And all authority will be on his shoulders. And he will be called. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Let's worship Him together.
1: Who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her first son, her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find him... You will find that you will find a baby wrapped in cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great com- company of heavenly hosts appeared, with the angel praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom His favor
2: rests." The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
3: And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
4: train chips over there, you love the drums, you love the piano over there, we're so glad you're here.
5: Would you take a moment, we're going to ask you to stand, greet the community around you, and as you do, we want you to ask this question to each other, what's the best and your favorite gift
4: you've ever received, okay, favorite gift you've ever received,
3: talk to most
5: the director of Community Life. Did you guys stop by the Cocos and Cookies on the way in? Because there's a lot of energy in here. Well, welcome.
2: Welcome. We love it. So if this is your church home where you are visiting for the first time, we just want to extend a welcome to you. Thank you for spending your Christmas Eve with us. We love to have you. And you may have noticed we are a family of families here at LJCC. So we have our kids with us this evening to celebrate Christmas. And I hope you grabbed a kids' pack on your way in. There's a fun little coloring page where you can fill out, along with the sermon, what God has given you. And bring that back next Sunday. We have a little drawing contest, and there will be prizes.
5: How many people have their bulletins? If you go ahead and grab your bulletins, right on the inside cover. Is our prayer connection card? We are a church that's rooted in prayer, and we're a church that believes we're better together. So we're going to take about 15 seconds, just reaching the in the seat back in front of you. If you're in the welcome center, you're going to have to scrounge for some pens because they're not going to be too many in there. But just grab that pen. We just want to connect with you. Just throw your first and last name on there. If you have a prayer request, it doesn't matter how big it is or how small it is. We want to pray for you. We get together as a staff, and we have a team that prays for you. So we're going to take about 10 to 15 seconds. If you're a guest or a visitor or a longtime member, this is for everybody. We just want to connect with you and pray. So we're going to take 10 to 15 seconds right now.
3: We want to invite you to
2: come back next Sunday. We're having a special end-of-the-year waffle brunch. There will be a waffle bar with all the toppings you can imagine. So come back for that. It's absolutely free after both of our services, the 9 a.m. and 1045 service this coming Sunday. We would love to have you. It's an awesome opportunity to catch up with old friends and new ones or maybe bring someone who's never been to LJCC and show them what church is all about.
5: What kind of toppings are you going to put on your waffle?
2: I go for whipped cream, so where you can't see the waffle anymore, that's my favorite.
5: Mm. I go for butter and syrup. I'm classic. (laughs) Well, also, we want to let you know about our series that's starting in the new year. Pastor Steve is kicking off Connecting with God. And it's, it's going to be a great series of kind of getting back to basics, talking about prayer, talking about meditating on God's word, talking about Bible study that impacts your life. So we want to invite you back. That's going to be January 6th. We're going to have two services at 9 and 1045. We want to invite you to participate in those. Well, this brings us to a time of tithes and offering. If you have that connection card, it just rips right out of your bulletin. You can put that in the plate as the uh, ushers come forward. But this is for those who call LJCC our home. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus, who is the gift to the world. But our tithes and offering is a representation of us giving back what has been given to us, the blessing that's been given to us. So let's pray.
3: Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, God Almighty, we thank you for this day, a day of celebration, and we get that sense as we walk into this church tonight. We uh, hear the singing, we see the candles, we see the decorations, and we get that, that sense that we're here to, uh, to celebrate, uh, and to celebrate Lord Jesus, your birth into this world. And when we sit down and think about that, we think that God Almighty became a human being. God Almighty became a baby. We can't comprehend that. We just have to accept it and live into it. And so today we uh, sung about you, Lord Jesus, being born a king. Uh, And as a king, you have followers. And we know that your message to us was... Uh, that you would bid us come and follow you. You don't force us, you love us, and you draw us to you. And so I pray today that this service will be a time where those of us that are your followers will be reminded and blessed, remembering that you were born 2,000 years ago and how that changed the world and it changed us. And for those that don't know you, I pray that this will be an opportunity to see you for who you are as the king of kings somebody who loves us and bids us to come to live together not only in this life but for eternity and so we pray that this will be an opportunity this day to consider that and we pray this in your name lord jesus amen
4: goes on and off, whatever we want. <laughs> We've got clean water. Oh, that's great. Look at that. Ooh. I bet I know what this does. Bring down the glorious water. Ah, cheers. <laughs> oh, well, what do we got here, guys? Food. Oh, mm. oh, I want food. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. 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 mm-hmm.
0: good question. Uh, But there's one better question. There's one better question. Is this. What does God want for you for Christmas? What does God want for you for Christmas? Pretty much everything we get will add to our waistline or to our wardrobe or require storage or or, or increased battery life or something. Uh, But the gifts God wants to give to each one of us will change our life. it'll change our life, not just for the better, but in the midst of the worst. So I wanna talk real briefly tonight about what God wants for you this Christmas. Seven gifts. First of all, he wants you to know he loves you, has a plan for you, and you are not alone. This might sound pretty simple, uh, but we have an epidemic of loneliness in the United States. We are the loneliest country on earth. Isn't that shocking to think about? This is documented. This isn't just somebody's anecdotal uh, information. We are a lonely nation. We don't know that we have a plan. We don't know that somebody cares for us. We're not sure where to go to fill that big void that tells us there must be more than all the stuff we accumulate. and it's a, lot of, it's a lot of good stuff. You should be thankful. We should all be thankful for all the things that we take for granted. But there's gifts that God wants to give us that we cannot get from our own ingenuity or from our own economy. He wants you to know he loves you, has a plan for you, and you are not alone. The second gift he wants to give you, he wants you to know that your love is the best gift that you can give to others. Never ever apologize that you don't think your gift is good enough. As long as your gift comes with love. No gift is a substitute for love. But no gift is sufficient without love. So don't underestimate the fact that your love given to those people that know that you really do love them uh, will make an impact in them. But first, you've got to know uh, that it's the God who loves you that gives you what you need to love other people. The third gift he wants to give you, he wants you to know you don't need to live with guilt or regret. One of the reasons we are the loneliest planet on earth is we live with great guilt and regret for all the woulda, coulda, shouldas, all the things we didn't do, we should have done, we did do that we shouldn't have done. That's an age-old dilemma, and it's particularly powerful in this country where everybody can go wherever they want, anytime they want, so people leave rather than cleave. It's easy to be offended and to walk away. We live in a in an age when everybody is easily offended. Have you noticed that? Yes. I'm gonna tweet about that later
4: <laughs>
0: He wants you to know you don't need to live with guilt or regret why because forgiveness looks way better on you and makes you shine And if you're a person sitting here tonight who says no, no, I can't be forgiven then you're you're, you're you need counseling I'll tell you why, because if you say, I cannot be forgiven, you're a narcissist. You say, I'm so perfect, I can't imagine me even requiring forgiveness. How did I get in this situation that I would require forgiveness? I feel so bad, I feel horrible. And you will constantly drive everybody around you crazy, telling them how sorry you are. And somebody finally will have the the temerity, actually the love and the consideration and compassion to say to you, you're forgiven, would you get over yourself? (laughs) You are forgiven, it looks good on you. Shine with that forgiveness. Stop holding on to that false self that has been revealed to be inadequate. Hold on to the real self that God has given you one day at a time in Christ. The fourth gift he wants to give you, he wants you to know, he really does understand what it means to suffer and sacrifice, and he will give you the strength to prevail. If any of us felt so discouraged and it felt like God did not care or understand, and we, we had a, a one-on-one with him, And we were ushered into his presence, and he said, what can I do for you? And and, and if we had the, the, the nerve to say, I don't think you understand what I'm going through. I don't think you know what it means to suffer. And he would say, I just want you to know how much I love you. And you'd look at those hands, and you'd say, oh, that's right. You do know what it means to suffer, and you do know what it means to sacrifice. He will give you the strength to prevail in whatever you are facing right now that feels overwhelming. The fifth gift He wants to give you, He wants you to know He can help you with your fears and doubts and is available 24-7. Understand really clearly that because you don't understand that you have doubts, that there aren't answers and solutions, and those come from God Himself. For us to conclude that since I don't understand, I don't need to believe, is to stop too short. Let God meet you at that place where you don't understand and where you wrestle with doubt and you have unanswered questions. Let him meet you there. Uh, He is available 24-7. You will not be interrupting him. He's waiting for you to open your heart and your mind to him. The sixth gift, I love this gift. It's ballistic cloth wrapped in chain and a padlock on it. He wants you to remember, nobody's perfect except him, so stop hiding and pretending that you are perfect or that you don't need him. Stop putting that on yourself. Understand that every human being bears a wound that only God can heal. And it's not how well you're trying to be good or how bad you are. It goes far beyond that. It's a wound that only God can heal. It saves you from being a perpetual victim. It allows you to be a survivor and a thriver. So understand that He wants you to remember nobody's perfect except for Him, so don't put that on your wife, your husband, your children, your friends, your boss, your employees. Especially don't put it on your pastor. (laughs) (laughs) The final gift He wants to give you is this. He wants you to see yourself as a unique, unrepeatable miracle of His grace. Yeah, but you just said I wasn't perfect. Right, but He is. And he's made you to know him in all of his perfection and in the midst of your imperfection. He wants you to learn to see yourself as a unique, unrepeatable miracle of his grace. His grace means he fills up what is lacking. He completes what is incomplete. And he has created you to bless others with your life. Do not sell your life short by thinking you don't have something to offer others. Never, ever, ever Modify a description of you with the word just. It's just me. I'm just a kid. I'm just a student. I'm just old. I'm just ill. I'm just impoverished. I'm just really busy. I'm just, and get rid of that word, it's it's an ineffective word. It's an artificial filler for something that God wants to actually give you authentic fullness. He came to give you life at all. It's fullness. It begins the moment we say, okay, I'll accept it. You see, it's hard to accept a gift, isn't it? We are used to exchanging gifts. It's a matter of parody. Is my gift as good as yours? Is your gift as good as mine? It becomes a transaction. God has something better for us. He has transformation in mind for us. He's offering us a gift that goes so far beyond what we could have expected, imagined, or possibly deserve that it takes our breath away. The best use of that phrase, oh my God, It's not a mild form of profanity or a trivial observation of something that is mundane. Oh, my God is a necessary and adequate response when you realize that God is giving you you in a better version than you ever thought possible. Why? Because he loves you and wants you to know that love, to walk and thrive and live in that love one day at a time in the community, the company of other people. And so that's it. That's all. That's all he wants to give you. That's what Jesus wants for you now and forever. As I said, he said, I came to give you life in all its fullness and I will never leave you or forsake you. Granted, perhaps you've been frustrated in your experience of church. I certainly have. Perhaps you've been frustrated in your experience of marriage. I can't comment on that, but I would like to say that (laughs) apparently some people are. Perhaps as a parent or as a child, perhaps in any sphere of activity that you have ever participated in, uh, it has not been perfect and you felt like you have been left or forsaken, betrayed, let down. This is a relationship that will take all of that and transform it into something that will build you into the person you never thought you could be. Why? Because he wants to write a better story in each one of us. The story we celebrate tonight is just the beginning. And you know what? It's not about you, it's about him. But eventually it includes you. And there's a chapter with you written into it. A better chapter of you. Because you were made to experience what he initiated in coming to earth to save us by his love, his grace, his sacrifice. He doesn't hold that over your head like you owe me. He simply says, remember what I've given you. So what will you do with these gifts God is giving you this Christmas? I suggest three things. Receive them with gratitude. Thank you is a great response. Open them up and try them out. It might feel odd to do some of the things I've, I've suggested, to stop apologizing, to start living in forgiveness, to believe that you really are loved and you're not alone, that you don't have to be perfect because the one who is accepts you just as you are. And so enjoy them and share them. When we start to enjoy these gifts and share them, something happens to us. We, we have that glow of his presence reflecting off of us. It's very attractive. So come back next Sunday and learn how God will help you do that in 2019 as we want to talk about what does it look like to to ramp up, uh, to prepare ourselves, not just for a new year, but for a new chapter of our life. Wherever you are in your life, there's a new chapter awaiting you. It might be more of the hard thing you're facing, but it'll be a different version of it because he's with you. It might be the same success you've been experiencing but are sort of done with because you're bored with it. He has something better for you. It might be the most difficult relationship you've ever been in, and you, you're looking for a way out, and he's saying, I'm looking for a way in. Would you join me? I don't know what he has for you, but I can help you next week as we gather together, look at what he is giving us uh, as we go forward together in him. So all I want to say at the very end of this is this: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. In just a moment, we're going to sing Silent Night, and we're going to light these candles. This is live fire. So I want to instruct you how to light and, and, and have your candle lit. So what's going to happen is there's a lit candle, and you, without a light on your candle, uh, is you're going to dip your candle into the flame, right? Once your candle's lit, you never dip it again. You don't want to go like this with your lit candle. So what you do is, now that your candle is lit, you simply hold it, and the person whose candle is not lit will then light theirs from yours. So, light the candle as we sing this wonderful hymn, A Silent Night, uh, then there'll be a benediction, and we're going to invite you to go out afterwards and enjoy some refreshments conversation on the path. Enjoy some refreshments following this service. Thank you for being here tonight. We pray that you and yours would have an absolutely wonderful uh, and Merry Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord, who loves you more than you can ask or even imagine, give you everything you need to walk in newness and fullness of life with him, one day at a time, both now and forevermore. In the name of the Father,